This morning, for those of you who may not have books, we're going to be again in the book of Acts. Um, I know Sister Susan took you through part of Stephen's martyrdom last week. We're still in Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the Apostles. The Acts of the Holy Spirit in the Apostles. Uh, this will be particularly important for our purposes today because the emphasis today is on the interworking and indwelling of the Holy Spirit through Simon Says, Simon the Sorcerer. So that's where we're going. So if you don't have books, uh, Acts chapter 8, uh, starting at verse number 9. But we're going to back up a little bit before that for context. <clears throat> Let me remind you two quick things. Number one, if you don't have Sunday school books and you're on the email blast, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Sister Annette sends out the next lesson for the next week every Sunday night. So you can always get it and, and then you can read through during the week. Number two, let me thank you uh, all for your uh, expressions of sympathy uh, for the loss of our sister and also for your uh, wonderful gifts and prayers and well wishes for um, Clergy Appreciation Month. We really appreciate it. Thank you so, 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 so much. If I don't get to tell you individually, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let's pray, and then let's get into uh, Simon Says. Spirit of the living God, help us to pray. Everlasting Father, you are masterful at how you manage our lives. You are wonderful in how you listen and hear us. Oh, God, we are surrounded so many times by so many people, voices and, 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 and issues and circumstances where people don't hear our cry, but you hear our cry. Hear our cry, O Lord, and tend unto our needs. And you do that. Thank you, sir. Thank you for hearing and hearing us. And then not only hearing what we say, but hearing what we need. Thank you that you are already preparing things for us before we get there. Like a restaurant prepares its food before you really arrive. And then they make individual, so you make individual selections and you get served. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for being an awesome God. We thank you for being a God of all gods. We thank you for being the God of the universe. We thank you that you are holding the whole world in your hand. It's not just a song. You got the whole world in your hand. And we thank you, Lord. And we have learned enough over the years to trust you. We trust your judgment. We trust your spirit. We trust your work. We trust your will, and we try to walk in your way. Thank you, God. God, we repent for every time we've tried to interrogate you about what you're doing. We repent for every time we've doubted and shaken our heads at a no that we wanted to be a yes. We, we repent for every time we've questioned your integrity and your authority. We repent for every time we've dis been disappointed in the God of the universe. We repent because we know you know what you're doing, and we believe God. That all things are working together for our good because we love you and we are the called according to your purpose. Now, God, we pray that you bless those of us who are dealing with any kind of physical issues, whether they are manifested through pain or a condition that we're carrying around in our bodies. We pray right now for healing. We know that it ain't over and we pray for healing. We know that even if we have to crawl, we're going to get our miracle deliverance, our miracle healing. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to persevere. 
then God, that those of us dealing with financial struggles and issues, and we pray now that you give us more than enough. Pour us out a blessing. They won't have room enough to receive it. And then, God, those dealing with spiritual and emotional issues, whether it's the loss of a loved one or loss of a job or a friend or a child who's not acting right or you, we've invested so much in somebody and they still won't conform to, to the love we're giving, we pray, God, now that you heal that hurt in the name of Jesus. Then, God, we pray you soften our hearts toward our friends, soften our hearts toward our enemies, that we might have some grace when they don't measure up to our standard. Thank you, Father, for just being a good God. Now, God bless this special place. Kahoa Missionary Baptist Church, bless the Men's Day program, all those who had a part to play. Bless the speaker who will speak this morning and will break unto us the bread of life. Help us to hear, receive, and understand. Bless our pastor, Lord. We bless Bishop Shields right now. Pray for his complete healing and his authority. We pray now, God, for every member joining us virtually and in person. We love you. We praise you. We lift you up. Your credit is good with us. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, uh, here's the great thing about today's lesson is because you get the chance to see how you get your name in the Bible. Uh, but also, <laughs> you, get a chance, you get a chance to see, uh, and I want you to really think about this. I don't want you to limit your authority with God, your authority with life itself, how you move and super move, based on your title in the church. Whatever your title might be. If you don't have one, that's fine. Don't limit what God can do through you based on your title. Part B, don't let anybody else limit what you can do based on your title or lack thereof. Because you're going to see from today's lesson very quickly, very early, that God can use anybody to do fantastic, marvelous things, awesome things. God can use anybody. Let's talk about this one person. Our lesson begins in, 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 in the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the Apostles, uh, Acts 8, verse number 9. But let's back up a little bit for context. The reason I'm doing that is because you see that first word in verse 9? What does it say? So that conjunction means something went before that, that if we don't figure out what that is, the lesson won't make any sense. All right, so let's back up. Just a minute. Back up, if you will, to Acts chapter uh, 8 and verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Now watch this. Who is Philip? Don't get this Philip confused with Philip the apostle. This is not Philip the apostle who walked with Jesus. The Philip who, who went and recruited Nathaniel. The Philip who... Uh, ask Jesus, show us the Father, and it suffices us. No, it's not that Philip. This is Brother Philip. This is Deacon Philip. Watch this now. This is Deacon Philip, who was chosen with seven or six others to serve the widows in the administration of food and shelter and other things at the church at Jerusalem. It's that Philip. Watch this, because here's how you get your name in the Bible. From that beginning of just being a servant deacon, just doing what God asked him to do on a granular 
lowest level waiting tables, that Philip did what? Read it out loud because it's sort of bless you. He went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Philip is not ordained. He had, he's not been to the cemetery. I mean, the, the seminary. <laughs> to learn all the homiletics and the hermeneutics. Philip, Dean Contrell, is moving by the power of God because he's a servant. Each one of you are Philip's and Philip S's. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, hey, Philip S or Philip. <laughs> you don't have to be a preacher to preach Christ Amen. to people. Amen. As a matter of fact, don't tell anybody I said this, who on the, on the ministerial staff or who've been through MIT, all that. Some of the best evangelism I've ever heard came from a non-titled person who had life experiences and just told you about the Christ that they got familiar with for real, for real, and they're not reading it from a transcript. Watch Philip now, because that's all of you. Because I think the devil has gotten, have, have some of us thinking that because we don't have a certain title, certain position, we don't sit in a certain place in the church, oh, I can't sit over there, I'm not a minister. Oh, I can't go up there, I'm not ordained. Oh, I can't, I can't. You have no, there's no limit to your authority in God. None. And you don't have to start a church to be effective in ministry. Watch this. Watch the next verse. And the people, Philip is an untrained deacon. He's a Greek, by the way. That, that name Philip is a Greek name. So Philip probably had some, either spoke Cornier Greek and knew how to move in the, because you got to remember when you read the Bible, you have to read it in context. The culture of the day was such that there were Greeks and Romans, we call Italians, uh, that were, and then, then these people, and those were, pre, were, were uh, uh, Philip started his ministry. He went to the place nobody else wanted to go. See, we want to go, when it's time for evangelism, we want to go to New York. We don't want to go to the SWAT. We don't want to go to Clayco. We don't want to go to Far Park or Collie Park. We want to go somewhere where they got air conditioning and they serve food and you get a special parking place. We'll evangelize there. We want to go and do it when it's convenient. Philip picked a tough place. He went to Samaria. Now, y'all know that the Jews in the Samaritans Samaritan don't get along. Why? Because the Samaritans intermarried with the Assyrians. And they had sort of a mixed Jewish background, but actually what the what Jews would sort of refer to them as, uh, they almost used to just call them mongrels or half-breeds. Y'all remember we used to watch the cowboy pictures, and every time there would be a person married to an indigenous person, and then they have to, we call that person a half-breed. It's, it's an insult. It's a pejorative. Nobody, everybody hated the Samaritans. They didn't just didn't like them. They hated them. Watch what happens. And the people, Samaritans, who they hated, they were prejudiced. The Samaritans didn't care much for them. They didn't care much for the Samaritans. Watch this. Gave heed unto the things which Philip, who has no title, spoke, hearing and seeing the, what's that next word? Wait a minute, Elder Ware. I thought you said he wasn't a preacher. I thought you said he wasn't ordained. What is a servant 
doing, doing miracles. Listen to me good, everybody. You have the ability, the power, the anointing, just as you are, to work miracles for God. Now that's going to mess you up. When you go around 285 this week, it's going to mess you up. That you don't, there's no seminar you need to go to. There's no class you need to take. There's no book you need to read except this one. And you are able to do miracles for God. Sometimes those miracles aren't spectacular. We, get, we confuse miracles with the spectacular. Sometimes you have the ability to do a miracle by, by being nice to somebody other people have shunned. By being kind. By showing the love of God by, by, by helping somebody who can't help themselves. By being there, by fixing a meal, by sending flowers, by making a phone call. Those are miracles because why are they miracles? Because it's things people don't expect to happen. I don't know what Philip did. I don't see anything about him turning the water to wine or, or feeding 5,000 or walking on water. I think when this, this word miracle here is used, you're looking up in, in, in Stone's Concordance, it involves a lot of things. Sometimes a miracle is you give somebody $50 who's $50 from being destitute. For that person, guess what that $50 is? A miracle. And God wrought it how? Through you. Oh, he's, he's wonderful. Now, 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 Philip, see, that's why I love being in the, for y'all have y'all name in the Bible. Now watch Philip kick it up a notch. Now he goes to graduate school. Look at verse 7. For unclean spirits. Wait, wait. How is a deacon, servant, person waiting on tables, right here doing miracles, preaching, and casting out unclean spirits? Because he's operating under the power of God, just like you can. Now, this unclean spirit thing, I don't want you to go out having, having exorcisms and all that. <laughs> not, not trying to get you to do that. But there are certain unclean spirits that are manifested in people that aren't necessarily the kind you want to think of when you watch the exorcist and folks' head spinning around and, 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 and green pea soup coming out. Not talking about that. Sometimes unclean spirits are Somebody's horribly angry about something that was done to them years ago. They can't get past it. And they meet you. And you minister to them to the point that they put down that spirit and change. That's an unclean spirit. We want to think it's always about folk jerking and herking. And no, some unclean spirits are people who refuse to work. If you don't work, you got an unclean spirit. And you're going to jail. And sometimes you can, by, the, by, by your own being and how you deal with people, change that spirit in them. Mm -hmm. Some people have a spirit of argument. Yeah. All they want to do is argue and fuss and fuss and argue and fuss. And you just, you're so sweet and calm up to a point, <laughs> and they stop all that. Right. Or you quit returning their text and phone call. <laughs> you know, my nerve is just fooling. <laughs> Listen. Hey, people of God. Servant. Believe in Christ, preaches Christ, does miracles, loves people other folk don't, don't love, and goes places other people don't want to go. Now watch this. Some of these spirits had a loud voice came out. Many were possessed with them. Many were taken with pauses that were laying with Philip. 
Philip is around here helping people get healed. But where's his pedigree? Called by God. He, he just got integrity. He just believes that, that what God says, God means. This, this is a bad man. And there's nothing anybody in here cannot do that Philip did. Right where you are, right today, you, don't, you have to have some discernment. You have to have some knowledge, but you don't have to have a title. I'm trying to explain to you the power that's residing in you just by being a child of God. Now watch this. And there was great joy in that city. Great joy because Philip wasn't down there handing out money now. He wasn't promising cash and cars and cribs. People are getting healed. Unclean spirits are coming out. People are being set free. People are meeting Jesus. And because of that, there's great joy in the city. But, always a but. There was, we're in the lesson now, was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Now, uh, Jesus um, had a particular affinity for these Samaritans. Jesus changed his calendar to go through Samaria on his way to Jerusalem to die. The disciples said to him, listen, you, you don't need to go that way. First of all, it's out of the way. We, we're going straight. And Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria to deal with these mongrel people, these people y'all don't like, because I'm trying to show you an example. There's a woman, one lady, I'm going to meet at, in Sachar at Jacob's well. I'm going to minister to her, and the whole city is going to get changed. I got to go to Samaria. Jesus is good about changing his schedule for one person. He did the same thing with the man in the Gadarenes, where he was going, he went across the Sea of Tiberias over to see this one man, healed him, and came on back. Touch your neighbor and say, He does that for me. He'll come see about you. This is not group healing. This is not group deliverance. One person. So, so, so watch this now. Jesus goes through and he, not only does he minister to the Samaritan woman and she becomes an evangelist, but in Sachar, probably not where these people are. But the other thing about Samaritan is Jesus uses somebody they despise, the Samaritans, to make up, to, to draw an object lesson about kindness and peace and love. And we call it the good Samaritan. He doesn't call it that. That's the that's title we've given it. Jesus makes these Jews understand that the Samaritan is more your neighbor than your Jewish brethren because if you have a need and they don't meet it, don't call, ain't your brother. Right? Okay. So, so, so the Dana, Simon was a magician. Um, uh, he practiced sorcery uh, and he astonished the people. And then what I love about that is <laughs> it says Simon giving out that himself was some great one. Simon was full of puffery. Simon had these signs up, these neon signs, uh, the stuff on the side of the truck, uh, had these things blasting. Come see Simon. I'm a bad man. You want it? I got it. You can't lose. But, oh, that's Ike. Um, yeah, one of those. A self-promoter. 
Watch this. You always get in trouble with God when you become a self-promoter. That look at me spirit is dangerous. Don't look at God. Look at me. Don't look at Christ. Look at me. That's a dangerous spirit. And you see it a lot now. Um, you see it a lot as every, every 10 seconds they run uh, some kind of ad, right? About somebody, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican, just the idea. I can, I, I, everything I. No. Simon held himself. Nobody gave Simon this right. Simon giving out that himself was some great one. And, and notice um, that, that the people liked it. Look at verse 10. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, quote, this man is the great power of God. Hey, this boy down here doing hoodoo, voodoo, you do yahoo. And everybody said, he's a bad man. He's a great, who y'all need, come see Simon. Man, Simon can do all this stuff. Simon is fantastic because he's a sorcerer. Now, the Bible is very clear that we are to avoid magic, what, what Leviticus refers to as um, necromancy, which is this sort of uh, magical spells, incantations. When y'all go see y'all friends down in New Orleans and they send you back with that blue magic powder and gooba dust uh, and y'all burning sage. And, uh, all things sage is good for is chicken dressing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't good for nothing else. Uh, y'all burn out all, all the sage you want and manifest all you want to. The devil is a lie. Uh, listen, he, I like this word, because I like this show. Um, y'all think, think people are so smart, but everything Hollywood does, they get from the Bible. Y'all just watch the show called Bewitched. Look at verse 9. See that word? Y'all didn't make that. Bewitched. That came from the Bible. He bewitched the people. He was acting like, operating like a witch. Here's the thing, just so you know if anybody asks you. Magic is not real. It only works if you believe in it. You don't have to worry about anybody putting a spell on you because spells don't work on saved people. Even, I don't care what your cousin is down there mixing up stuff and, and got a dog with your face on it and sticking pins in it. You wasting pens. That don't hurt me. You, can't, you have no authority. You, the Bible says, touch not my anointing. Do my prophet know. You can't, you can't. That stuff don't work on me. You're wasting time. All these witches and, and crazy people. and uh, 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 but, but these wizards and sorcerers, um, which we sometimes refer to as the magi, and remember that in Luke's, in Luke's gospel and, and, and a little bit in Matthew's, uh, these magi show up at the birth of Christ. But those magi were not working magic in the sense of fooling you for your money. Right? That's all magic is designed to do is to fool you for your money because the brain abhors a vacuum. So if I can guess your card, I'm not guessing your card, so you're fascinated by that. I'm guessing what cards you have that you didn't show me, so you'll put some money in my pocket. A magic show is designed to get money. It's not just designed to fascinate, right? All right? That's why I never worried about, and y'all probably didn't either, uh, calling Miss Cleo 
and Dion Warwick and all them, because I figure if, 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 if you can see into the future, why don't you call me? Um, I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't have to call. Why am I calling you? I thought, okay. I would have been impressed by that. Hey, this is, this is Dion. Um, so these, these people were amazed um, because that's what people do. People love the spectacular. Pastor so-and-so has his own jet. Uh, Bishop so-and-so has his own island. And people get, oh, my God. And they flock in. Don't worry about the word. Whether the word going forth is good enough, the character of the person, worry about that. But what they have. And because of that, people get led astray. And then it's hard for us to bring people back. Because young people especially, they have receipts. So when you point to somebody and say, ooh, that's so-and-so, they say, yeah, but I went on the internet. That's how young people do it. So you to be careful trying to um, amaze people, right? Uh, throwing money on the steps. And, and that kind of foolishness uh, will mess you up. So watch what happens now uh, 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 to, 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 to bro. Giving himself out that he was some great one. They gave great heed, saying this man has the great power of God. Now, there's nothing about Simon, Simon says, that indicated his power came from God. Uh, that title came from a quote that the people were saying. They were confusing magic with miracles. I want you to know, because we're in Sunday school class, right? that magic and miracles are not the same thing. Uh, magic, as I told you before, is just a, giving you a false impression, things that appear real, but they're not. And some people are very good at it. Um, so much so that there's a whole series of books. You all know about Harry Potter. Harry Potter based on the premise of being a wizard. I have a problem with Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a 11-year-old, he's an orphan, finds out his parents were killed, finds out he's a wizard. And he goes to school at Hogwarts, this special boarding school in England, and meets some other people, and they all get together, and they all are trained in the gift of magic, and it goes through a series. But really, Harry Potter's designed to teach personal responsibility, how to deal with death. But but we got all, Christians got all, don't read Harry Potter. What? I mean, it's just like, tell me, don't read the funny paper. if If you save, you can read anything. If, if, if you're so unsure of your standing that reading something is going to freak you out, then you got to go back and do some more foundational reading. You can't scare me. I ain't, I, I've never seen Exodus. You know why? First of all, I'm scared. Second of all, I don't want to see based on what, what the ad says. I'd rather not see that. Because, you know, you eat, I eat late at night or something and be waking up thinking I'm seeing this girl with her head spinning around. And I'm going down the street. Why subject yourself to that? But watch this now. So, so, so they, they thought this man had the power of God. I want to tell you something, and you can tell your neighbors. Just because somebody is popular doesn't mean they're holy. I'm not criticizing anybody on TBN. Okay? Or 700 Club. I'm just telling you, just because they're popular doesn't make them holy. And just because they say they hear from God doesn't mean they hear from God. 
And when you think they do, and they're running around calling angels from Africa to change a political race, I'm like, first of all, you're crazy. Uh, second of all, I know better. Right? But people like that, and people get hurt and burned by that stuff, and then they come over here, and you have to minister. Or they're in your family, you start talking to them about Christ, and they say, I want to hear it because that preacher. I don't want to hear it because that particular female evangelist is selling prayers. Right? Because here's the thing, they got receipts. You can't do this stuff with, with TikTok out here now. And with Twitter and with, with YouTube, you can't, you can't, I'm just telling you preachers, they're going to catch you. They're going to expose you. And then don't cry, right? And they will, you know, you'll be on there like uh, the, the boy down in New Orleans. Oh, those people, okay. I, I understand, <laughs> bruh, but bruh, be careful. Watch this, y'all. I'm going somewhere. We got, we got to go. All right. So, ma'am, <clears throat> um, uh, and to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. People like being fooled. There's a certain comfort in no thinking that somebody has some special power. The Bible says here that they had him, to him they had regard or they had respect because that of a long time. He bewitched them with sorceries. Simon never said he had the power of God. Simon never professed that what he was doing was of God. Simon said, hey man, I'm a drug dealer, basically. I, I, I'm involved in stuff that's not real. But I can make you think it's real. And you will do it. So many cultures... The whole, the whole voodoo culture is, is a result of people mixing up spirituality with uh, 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 spectacular power. This demonstration, this, I, can, I can read your mind. You know, I can, I can read you. I can, no, and, and, and these people gave him great heed, but he bewitched them with sorcery. Simon is like a lot of politicians. You know some of these folk, they told you who they were. Y'all voted for them anyway. And now you're mad and upset. I'm not. The people told you, I'm a crook, I'm a liar, I'm a philanderer, that's what I do. Y'all vote for me anyway, okay. Then they come out and they give this appearance of being something they're not. And then when these people who have receipts catch them, they say, now I need you to show me some grace. I'm not the one that told you to get on TV and tell that lie. People of God, we have a responsibility to give the pure unadulterated Christ to people. You don't have to trick people to get them to get saved. The power of Christ in itself, if people never really understood the power of Jesus Christ, they would come running like you and I did because it arrests you. You don't have to do this crazy, spectacular stuff. That's what the devil did with Jesus. He said, do something spectacular. Jump off the building. Show people you can fly. Turn stones to bread. Show people you're magical. Jesus said, I don't have to do that. I know who I am. Oh, I'm, I'm the son of the living God. 
I don't have, that's what you have to do. Now watch this, y'all. It's going to get gooder and gooder. And when they believed Philip preaching, now I might not finish this today because y'all held me up. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerned, now watch this, contrast now. There's that but again. The contrast between what Simon was doing and what Philip is doing. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Watch this. Just because you join the church doesn't mean the church joins you. Simon is in church, still trying to figure out a scheme, still trying to be slick, still trying to be a Mac. <clears throat> He's in the church. He, he heard Philip preach. And, and Simon believed. But Simon had something going on just like the other people did because that belief was based on something that wasn't pure. Now, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's go a little further. He believed. And why did he believe? <clears throat> he beheld the miracles and signs. He thought Philip was magic. <clears throat> Jesus said, blessed are you who believe, who haven't seen. Jesus said on another occasion, <clears throat> y'all didn't come out here because you believe in me. You came because you heard about the loaves and the fish. You, he, said, he said a perverse generation, what? Looks for a sign. All these sign and wonder places, people flock to them. But it's not of God necessarily. Not saying it's not. And I'm not saying a great spectacular sign or somebody is in a wheelchair and they get up and walk. I'm not saying all of that is not of God. I'm just saying not necessarily. Just be careful because <clears throat> you'll get caught up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Philip is down <clears throat> in Samaria preaching to people nobody likes about, a, about a Christ that the Samaritans have rejected because uh, the woman at the well told Jesus, we don't worship like that. We worship in a different mountain. She said, we don't, that's not what we do. She said, the Jews don't have any dealing with us, so we made up our own religion. And Jesus said, well, the time is coming that they that worship God must do what? Worship him in spirit, what? And in truth. You he said, you can't make it up. That time is coming, and now is. If you knew who you were talking to, you wouldn't ask, you'd ask me for war. That's, what, that's the context here. Now watch this. Uh, now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they said, Peter and John, get on the next camel and get down to Samaria because this is weird. Nobody thought the Samaritans were going to change and become Christians. Nobody thought that except one man. Jesus the Christ in the Great Commission told them to go where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. But Peter and John were chilling in Jerusalem. They didn't do what Jesus said. That's why the revival wasn't theirs. Because he told them they didn't go to Samaria. Nothing was stopping them. Didn't stop Philip. He's from the Jerusalem church too. They didn't, and guess what, y'all? They weren't going. They had no intention of going. These are people now. These are, it's not St. Philip. It ain't St. Peter right now. It's just Peter. The cussing, the cussing fisherman. I like going to Samaria food them folk. Right? I'm kidding about them Samaria. I'm a Jew who's saved by grace. This is, you'll see it later because 
So they said, y'all better get down there because Philip got a great revival going. These Samaritans are coming in, man. Y'all better go where the people are. Now watch this. <clears throat> so they sent Peter and John. Same Peter and John going into the temple to pray. Same people. Who, and because the church was birthed in Jerusalem, y'all remember, right? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all with one accord in one place, and the Holy Spirit fell, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit instead of being influenced by the Holy Spirit, which you see in the Old Testament. Diff it's a different anointing now because they're now filled with the Holy Spirit. All right? All right, you with me? Who, this is Peter and John, when they were come down, prayed for them. The them are every Samaritan they could get their hands on. That they might receive the Holy Ghost. Here's the, here's the tension in the text. For as yet he, the Holy Spirit, was fallen, uh, was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So here's the controversy. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So here's the controversy. According to the Apostle Paul, we get the Holy Spirit at salvation. There's no second act. Nothing has to be done to impart the Holy Spirit to you. Here, and later on in Acts 19, at down in Ephesus, you see a situation where the Holy Spirit arrives later. In the, in the book of Acts, Paul shows up and, and they say, we say, and Paul said, have y'all received the Holy Ghost since you've been saved? And they said, we know there's no such thing as the Holy Spirit. Paul said, well, y'all ain't really saved then. So watch what happens here. So don't you, don't you understand this in context. This particular dispensation is peculiar to this situation. This is not normative. It's not necessary that you have hands laid on you for you to receive the Holy Spirit. For you to receive the Holy Spirit, it comes with the ticket. When you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence with you. What you get, what you have to do is decide, do I listen to the Holy Spirit or not? Not a matter of you getting some special magical elixir, somebody putting their hands on you or anything like that, because the thief on the cross never got hands laid on. Right? The disciples, though, who walked with Jesus the whole time, who's both Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, didn't get the Holy Spirit. They walked with Jesus. It had to be dispensed to them on the day of Pentecost. Now, the controversy here is, this is called denominational splits. Because some people believe you can only get the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. Okay? And, and so they said, we're not going, if y'all don't believe that, we're leaving. And we all, I, I, I thought it was one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's what I, that's in my verse, version. But we, because we, we break up over anything. Women can't preach. We, we break up over that. You're right. Women sitting on, sitting, men and women sitting together, all that. We break, we break up over foolish stuff. None of this has anything to do with John 3, 16. For God said, of the word, he gave his only begotten son, who should believe in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what you want. What you want to draw people with is Christ, not with all the accoutrements that come with it. Because the Holy Spirit will be at work in you if you believe in Christ. Because with Christ comes the Holy Spirit and God because he's the triune being. It all comes together. If you get on the cruise ship, you don't have to pay for food. 
it's included. Don't be scared to go to the midnight buffet thinking they're going to charge you when you pay the ticket. The food is included, right? When you get saved, you get it all. All right? Watch this. And when Simon saw that through laying on the hands uh, <clears throat> of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Now, it's unclear to me, and I, I researched this this week, it's unclear to me what it is he saw happen after this ceremony. I don't know if people reacted the way some people do. They're so excited. I don't know what it is he saw because it doesn't say any miracles were done. It just says what he saw, uh, that he, they received the Holy Ghost. Something happened. There was some sign, I don't know what it was, that made Simon say, I want that because I got a tent I'm getting ready to put up down somewhere else, and I need to be able to do that because I can't compete with that. Right? Now, Simon got saved, I thought. I thought y'all said back up in verse um, um, 13 that Simon believed. What is he doing? Here's, here's where I want to help you. you. You study and learn more. Y'all, don't be intimidated by knowledge by learning things as you go. You don't get everything at the same time. Simon got part of it, but based on where he was coming from, he didn't get it all because he wasn't looking for it all. Simon was looking for a come up. To watch this, we're almost done. I only got a few minutes. And when Simon saw he said, and when he saw it, he said, he said to him, give me this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Paul I got another act. I need to have a side B to my record. Y'all sell me this power. I, I'm not asking for y'all to give it to me, man. Come on, man. I'm going to pay you. I got money. Sell me this power. You can't sell the power of God. That's why I can't stand TV. I'm sorry. not going to say that. I get sick of these people on TV selling God. Send me a dollar. I'll send you a blessing. Here's some water I got out of my spigot that I say I got from the Jordan. You got it from Michael Jordan. You didn't get it from the Jordan. And if you did, there's nothing, there's no magical power in the water in Jordan. None. It's just the river. It's symbolic. But anyway, you got to change Sanskrit to more time. Anyway, but Peter, uh, who was real quick to forget that somebody showed him grace, Peter said, I hope your money perish with you. Because you thought the gift of God could be, oh, where's your, Peter, where's your grace, bro? You, you denied Jesus three times. You didn't get it the first time either. Why is you so hard on Simon? Peter already, you know, with Ananias and Sapphira. Peter don't play. So, he said, you ain't got no part in this matter. Your heart's not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness. Pray God that perhaps he thought of thine heart may be forgiven you. I perceive you got the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then Simon said, say, bro, pray the Lord for me that I didn't understand. Can I, say, can I tell y'all something? People who first get saved make mistakes. People who've been saved a long time make mistakes. Can I ask y'all to do me a favor? Show them a little grace. I know none of y'all have ever made a mistake in your life. I know that. Y'all perfect, pure, right, and holy. When people mess up, show them a little grace. Just give them a chance. 
explain the error of their way. Peter went off. No, I'm serious. I mean, I know he's reading the Bible, but I read the Bible for his prayer. He lost it. And Simon says, please pray. I don't want that stuff to happen to me. And they, when they testified and preached the word of Jerusalem, of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Mm -hmm. So Peter was so busy being a pastor, he forgot to be a Christian. I don't have time to show you grace. Because it doesn't show where Peter said, okay. What's supposed to happen, y'all, when people mess up, we're supposed to say, okay. Let me, let me walk you back. And let's let, ask God to forgive you and forgive me. Because we are saved, but we're not superior. Everybody has to walk their own walk. But I want to remind you this as you leave today. You have the power of God resident in you. You can evangelize. You can do miracles. You can cast out unclean spirits. But most of all, you can show love to those who need it. See y'all next week.